Section 21 of Legends of Old Honolulu. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Adrian Stevens. Legends of Old Honolulu by William Drake Westervelt. Picoy the Rat Killer. Long, long ago in the Hawaiian Islands, Part of the children of a chief's family might be born real boys and girls, while others would be gods, in the form of some one of the various kinds of animals known to the Hawaiians. These gods in the family could appear as human beings or as animals. They were guardians of the family, or, perhaps it should be said, they watched carefully over some especial brother or sister, doing all sorts of marvellous things, such as witches and fairies like to do for those whom they love. In a family on Kauai, six girl gods were born, and only one real girl and one real boy. These gods were all rats and were named Kiku, which was the name of the bow used with an arrow for rat shooting. They were bow of the heaven, bow of the earth, bow of the mountain, bow of the ocean, bow of the night, and bow of the day. These rat sister gods seem to have charge of their brother and his sports. His incantations and chants were made in their name. The real sister was named Kaui'a Manoa, the beauty of Manoa. She was a very beautiful woman, who came to Oahu to meet Pawa'a, the chief of Manoa Valley, and marry him. He was an Aikane, bosom friend, to Kakuihewa, the king of Oahu. They made their home at Kahaloa in Manoa Valley. They also had Kahoiwai in the upper end of the valley. The boy's name was Pikoi Aka Alala, Pikoi the son of Alala. In his time, the chief sport seemed to be hunting rats with bows and arrows. Picoy, as a child, became very skilful. He was very clear and far-sighted and surpassed all the men of Kauai in his ability to kill hidden and far-off rats. The legends say this was greatly due to the aid given by his rat sisters. At the same time, there was, on Kauai, a very wonderful dog, Pua Pua Lena Lena, Pupua the Yellow. That dog was very intelligent and very swift. One day it ran into the deep forest and saw a small boy who was successfully shooting rats. The dog joined him. The dog caught ten rats while Picoy shot ten. Some days later the two friends went into a wilderness. In that day's contest, the dog caught forty, and the boy shot forty. Again and again they tried, but the boy could not win from the dog, nor could the dog beat the boy. After a while, they became noted throughout Kauai. The story of the skill of Pikoi was related on Oahu, and repeated even on Hawaii. His name was widely known, although few had seen him. One day, his father, Alala, told Picoy that he wanted to see his daughter in Manoa Valley. They launched their canoe 
and sailed across the channel, leaving the marvellous dog behind. Midway in the channel, Picoy cried out, Look, there is a great squid. It was the squid Kakahi, who was a god. Picoy took his bow and fitted an arrow to it, for he saw the huge creature hiding in a pit deep in the coral. The squid rose up from its cave and followed the boat, stretching out its long arms and trying to seize them. The boy shot the monster, using the bow and arrow belonging to the ocean. The enemy died in a very little while. This was near the Cape of Kaina. The name of the land at that place is Kakahi. These monsters of the ocean were called Kupuas. It was believed that they were evil gods, always hoping to inflict injury on man. Pikoi and his father landed and went up to Manoa Valley. There they met Kaui'a Manoa and wept from great joy as they embraced each other. A feast was prepared and all rested for a time. Pikoi wandered away down the valley and out toward the lands overlooking the harbour of Ko, Honolulu. On the plain called Kula Kahua, he saw a chiefess with some of her people. This plain was the comparatively level ground below Makiki Valley. Apparently, it was covered at that time with a small shrub or dwarf-like tree called Aweoweo. Rats were hiding under the shelter of the thick leaves and branches. Pikoi went to the place where the people were gathered. The chiefess was Kahamaluihi, the wife of the king Kakuhihewa. With her was her famous arrow-shooting chiefess, Kapana Kahu, who was shooting against Maineli, the noted rat-shooting chief of her husband. The queen had been betting with Maineli and had lost because he was a better shot that day than her friend. She was standing inside tabu lines under a shaded place, but Pikoi went in and stood by her. She was angry for a moment and asked why he was there. He made a pleasant answer about wishing to see the sport. She asked if he could shoot. He replied that he had been taught a little of the art, so she offered him the use of a bow and arrow, and at that he said, This arrow and this bow are not good for this kind of shooting. She laughed at him. You are only a boy. What can you know about rat hunting? He was a little nettled and broke the bow and arrow, saying, These things are of no use whatever. The chiefess was really angry and cried out, What do you mean by breaking my things, you deceitful child? Meanwhile, Picoy's father had missed him and had learned from his daughter that the high chiefess was having a rat-shooting contest. He took Picoy's bows and arrows wrapped in tapa and went down with a bundle on his back. Picoy took a bow and arrow from the bundle and persuaded the high chiefess to make a new wager with Mainele. The queen, in kindly mood, placed treasure against treasure. Maineli prepared to shoot first, agreeing with Picoy to make fifteen, the number of shots for the first trial. Picoy pointed out rat after rat among the shrubs until Maineli had killed fourteen. Then the boy cried, There is only one shot more. 
shoot that rat whose whiskers are by a leaf of that awayo tree. The body is concealed, but I can see the whiskers. Shoot that rat, O oh Mainele. Mainele looked the shrubs all over carefully, but could not see the least sign of a rat. The people went near and thrust arrows among the leaves, but could see nothing. Then Mainele said, There is no rat in that place. I have looked where you said. You are a lying child when you say that you see the whiskers of a rat. Picoy insisted that the rat was there. Mainele was vexed and said, Behold all the treasure I have won from the chiefess, and the treasure which we are now betting. You shall have it all if you shoot and strike the whiskers of any rat in that small tree. If you do not strike a rat, I will simply claim the present bet. Then Picoy took out of the bundle held by his father a bow and an arrow. He carefully strung his bow and fixed the arrow, pointing the eye of that arrow toward the place pointed out before. The queen said, That is a splendid bow. Her caretaker, however, was watching the beautiful eyes of the boy and his general appearance. Picoy was softly chanting to himself. This was his incantation or prayer to his sister gods. There he is, there he is, O Picoy, Alala is his father, Ko Ko is the mother. The divine sisters were born, O bent bow of heaven, O bent bow of the earth, O bent bow of the mountain, O bent bow of the ocean, O bent bow of the night, O bent bow of the day, O wonderful ones, O silent ones. Silent, there is that rat, that rat in the leaves of the Aweoweo, by the fruit of the Aweoweo, by the trunk of the Aweoweo. Large eyes have you, O Manele, but you did not see that rat. If you had shot, O Manele, you would have hit the whiskers of that rat, and you would have had two rats, two, another comes, three rats, three. Then Manele said, You are a lying child. I, Manele, am a skilful shooter. I have struck my rat in the mouth, or in the foot, or any part of the body, but no one has ever pierced the whiskers. You are trying to deceive. Picoy raised his bow, felt his arrow, and said to his father, What arrow is this? His father replied, That is the arrow Mahu, which eats the flower of the Lehua tree. Picoy said, This will not do. Hand me another. Then his father gave him Luakona, the arrow which strikes the strong leaf. But the boy said, This arrow has killed only sixty rats, and its eye is smooth. Give me one more. His father handed him the Huhui, the bunched together, an arrow having three or four sharp notches in the point. Picoy took it, saying, This arrow wins the treasure, and went toward the tree, secretly repeating his chant. Then he let the arrow go, twisting and whirling around, striking and entangling the whiskers of three rats. Mainele saw this wonderful shooting and delivered all the treasures he had wagered, 
but Picoy said he had not really won until he had killed fourteen more rats. So he shot again a very long arrow among the thick leaves of the shrubs, and the arrow was full of rats strung on it from end to end, hanging on it by forties. The people stood with open mouths in silent astonishment, and then broke out in wildest enthusiasm. While they were excited, the boy and his father secretly went away to their home in Manoa Valley, and remained there with Kaui a Manoa a long time, not visiting Waikiki or the noted places of the island Oahu. Kakuhihewa, the king, heard about this strange contest and tried to find the wonderful boy, but he had entirely disappeared. The caretaker of the high chiefess was the only one who had carefully observed his eyes and his general appearance, but she had no knowledge of his home or how he had disappeared. She suggested that all the men of Oahu be called, district by district, to bring offerings to the king, two months being allowed each district, lest there should be a surplus of gifts and the people impoverished and reduced to a state of famine. Five years passed. In the sixth year, the valley of Manoa was called upon to bring its gifts. Picoy had grown into manhood and had changed very much in his general appearance. His hair was very long, falling down his body. He asked his sister to cut his hair and persuaded her to take her husband's shark-tooth knives. She refused at first, saying, These knives are taboo because they belong to the chief. At last she took the teeth, one above or outside of the hair and one inside, and tried to cut the hair. But it was so thick and stout that the handles broke, and she gave up, saying, your hair is the hair of a god. However, that night, while he slept, his rat sister gods came and gnawed off his hair, some eating one place and some another. It was not even. From this, the ancient saying arose, Look at his hair, it was cut by rats. Pawa'a, the chief, came home and found his wife greatly troubled. She told him all that she had done, and he said, Broken were the handles, not the teeth of the shark. If the teeth had broken, that would have been bad. Picoy's face had been discoloured by the sister gods, so that when he appeared with ragged hair, no one knew him, not even his father and sister. He put on some beautiful garlands of lehua flowers and went with the Manoa people to Waikiki, to appear before the king. The people were feasting, surf-riding, and enjoying all kinds of sports before they should be called to make obeisance to their king. Picoy wandered down the beach at Uluko, where the queen and her retinue were surf-riding. While he stood near the water, the queen came in on a great wave which brought her before him. He asked for her papa, surfboard, but she said it was taboo to anyone but herself. Any other taking that surfboard would be killed by the servants. Then the chiefess, who was with the queen when Picoy shot the rats of Makiki, came to the shore. The queen said, 
Here is a surfboard you can use. The chiefess gave him her board and did not know him. He went out into the sea at Waikiki, where the people were sporting. The surf was good only in one place, and that was taboo to the queen. So Pikoi allowed a wave to carry him across to the high comas upon which she was riding. She waited for him because she was pleased with his great beauty, although he had tried to disguise himself. She asked him for one of his beautiful lays of lehua flowers, but he said he must refuse because she was taboo. No, no, she replied, nothing is taboo for me to receive. It will be taboo after I have worn it. So he gave her the garland of flowers. That part of the surf is named Kalehua Vike, the loosened lehua. Then he asked her to launch her board on the first wave and let him come in on the second. She did not go, but caught the second wave as he swept by. He saw her and tried to cut across from his wave to the next. She followed him and very skillfully caught that wave and swept to the beach with him. A great cry came from the people. That boy has broken the taboo. There is death for the boy. The king, Kakuhihewa, heard the shout and looked toward the sea. He saw the taboo queen and that boy on the same surf wave. He called to his officers, Go quickly and seize that young chief who has broken the taboo of the queen. He shall not live. The officers ran to him, seized him, tossed him around, tore off his mallow, struck him with clubs and began to kill him. Picoy cried, Stop! Wait until I have had word with the king. They led him to the place where the king waited. Some of the people insulted him and threw dirt and stones upon him as he passed. The king was in kindly mood and listened to his explanation instead of ordering him to be killed at once. While he was speaking before the king, the queen and the other women came. One of them looked carefully at him and recognised some peculiar marks on his side. She exclaimed, There is the wonderful child who won the victory from Manele. He is the skilful rat-shooter. The king said to the woman, You see that this is a fine-looking young man, and you are trying to save him. The woman was vexed, and insisted that this was truly the rat-shooter. Then the king said, Perhaps we should try him against Manele. They may shoot here in this house. This was the house called the Hale Noah, free for all the family. The king gave the law of the contest. You may each shoot like the arrows on your hands, the ten fingers, and five more, fifteen in all. Picoy was afraid of this contest. Manele had his own weapons, while Picoy had nothing. But he looked around and saw his father, Alala, who now knew him. The father had the tapa bundle of bows and arrows. The woman recognised him and called, Behold the man who has the bow and arrow for this boy. Picoy told Manele to shoot at some rats under the doorway. He pointed them out, one after the other, until twelve had been killed. Picoy said, 
There is one more. His body cannot be seen, but his whiskers are by the edge of the stone step. Manele denied that any rat was there and refused to shoot. The king commanded Picoy not to shoot at any rat under the door, but to kill real rats, as Manele had done. Picoy took his bow, bent it, and drew it out until it stretched from one side of the house to the other. The arrow was very long. He called to his opponent to point out rats. Manele could not point out any, nor could the king see one around the house. Picoy shot an arrow at the doorstep and killed a rat which had been hiding underneath. Then Picoy shot a bent-over old man rat in one corner, then pointed to the ridgepole and chanted his usual chant, ending this time, straight the arrow strikes, hitting the mouth of the rat, from the eye of the arrow to the end, four hundred, four hundred. The king said, Shoot your four hundred, four hundred. Manele shall pick them up, but if the eye of your arrow fails to find rats, you die. Picoy shot his arrow, which glanced along the ridge pole under the thatch, striking rat after rat until the arrow was full from end to end, hundreds and hundreds. The high chief Pawa'a knew his brother-in-law, embraced him, and wailed over his trouble. Then, grasping his war club, he stepped out of the house to find the men who had struck Picoy and torn off his mallow. He struck them, one after the other, on the back of the neck, killing twenty men. The king asked his friend why he had done this. Pawa'a replied, "'Because they evilly handled my brother-in-law, the only brother of my wife, the beauty of Manoah.' The king said, That is right. The people who had insulted Pukoi and thrown dirt upon him began to run away and try to hide. They fled in different directions. Pukoi caught his bow and fixed an arrow and again chanted to his rat-sister gods, ending with an incantation against those who were in flight. Strike! Behold, there are the rats, the men, the small man, the large man, the tall man, the short man, the panting coward, fly arrow and strike, return at last. The arrow pierced one of the fleeing men, leaped aside to strike another, passed from side to side around those who had pitted him, striking only those who had been at fault, searching out men as if it had eyes, at last returning to its place in the tapa bundle. The arrow was given the name Kapua Akamailoa, the very wise arrow. Very many were punished by this wise arrow. Wondering and confused was the great assemblage of chiefs, and they said to each other, We have no warrior who can stand before this very skilful young man. The king gave Picoy an honourable place among his chiefs, making him his personal great rat-hunter. The queen adopted him as her own child. No one had heard Picoy's name during all these wonderful experiences. When he chanted his prayer in which he gave his name, he had sung so softly that no one could hear what he was saying. 
Therefore, the people called him Kapana Kahu Ahi, the fire-building shooter, because his arrow was like fire in its destruction. Pikoi returned to Manoa Valley with Pawa'a and his father and sister. There he dwelt for some time in a great grass house, the gift of the king. Kakuhiheva planned to give him his daughter in marriage, but opportunity for new experiences in Hawaii came to Pikoi, and he went to that island, where he became a noted bird shooter as well as a rat hunter, and had his final contest with Manele. Manele was very much ashamed when the king commanded him to gather up not only the dead bodies of all the people who were slain by that very wise arrow, but the bodies of the rats also. He was compelled to make the ground clean from the blood of the dead. He ran away and hid himself in a village with people of the low class until an opportunity came to go to the island Hawaii to attempt a new record for himself with his bow and arrow. End of section 21